Are you an athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that. Check them out online, sidesign.net. And hey, if you're a parent or a grandparent, they've got something for you as well, as SI Design is the leading provider of custom sports prints. They offer a variety of products, including posters, banners, canvases, and more. All you have to do is upload your high-quality studio or action shot, and SI Design will create the memory for you. For more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that Sideline to Sideline sent you. the halfway mark of the playoffs it's time to talk region championships for a style hello everybody terry Grant goodwin here sideline to sideline the class 4a edition brought to you by si design imprinting and a host of other sponsors that we'll talk about here in a minute i've got to do everything we have we have some special stuff that we're going to be doing for y'all today first off how you doing mr goodwin i'm doing great man doing great ready for these uh region finals man should be some good ones some that are kind of hard to pick. Oh, yeah. It, it, this is definitely uh, 4A. We've talked about it all year, you know, outside of maybe Carthage. And even in, uh, we'll talk about that, too. But first first off, we had a blast on our trip. Uh, we went down to Houston for a doubleheader 4A, uh, Kilgore versus Needville, the early game. And then we finished with Belleville and uh, Silsby. Silsby is yet to show up for that game. Um, speaking of. You know, last week you talked to the playoff tree, and, and mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of need to talk to the playoff tree too because, you know, playoff, playoff tree, you know, I've been to two Belleville playoff games, and, and both of these games we thought were going to be competitive, and yet both of these games we left before halftime. Playoff tree, why, why have you forsaken us? <laughs> well, Sorry about that, Terry. Uh, before I get into that, I just want to thank you for packing me up and taking me down to the spring Houston area for those two games. It was great. Got to see Meadville and Kilgore um, in the aforementioned game. Belleville and Silsby. Um, it was great. I don't get out that much. It was awesome that you brought me. It made me feel really special. The only thing that was really weird the whole weekend was, look, I'm a green tree. But you made me sleep in the bed with you. I could easily sleep in my, slept my tree bag, but you made me sleep in the bed with you, and I woke up a flock tree. Wait. Okay, first off, it, it, it started way earlier than that. You were very, very rude to our waitress at the restaurant we went to. You, you kept trying to tell her to touch your lights and 
Hey, you want to play with my fig and all that. So let's not act like you were, you know, you were Mr. Innocent in this Mr. Playoff tree. Well, I mean, I said, look, you see these little pine cones down here? I know you've got some pimples on your buttocks. And Grant's really looking at them. And he's getting off on them. But don't let that scare you away from touching these little pine cones because... What? You're giving me the no. Okay. Is this too much? No, no. Okay, look. Let's go back to why have you forsaken us? Why have you given us two Belleville blowouts? You promised me last week that Silsby was going to give them everything that they could handle. What happened? Well, Terry, when two adults love each other, especially a male, he'll take his appendix out of his trunk and he will shove it in the other receiving partner. Well, Belleville must have really loved Silsby because they shoved it in and I think they broke it off in there. Okay, I, I, I can't play off tree. We're done. We're done. You, you, that guy's weird. You, yeah, uh, I don't know why you insisted who's, who's on Who's worse, playoff tree or Coach X? Oh, man, you know, I don't know. But, you know, it is early in the show. And... Listen! X-Go, give it to you. Wait for you to get it on your this own. This is the Coach X. He's a real coach in the state of Texas. He actually called in, though, on these. So here's his diatribe. I gave him the wrong number. I can't believe he called in. Well, yeah, he called in. Give him credit for that. But he called in. And so hang on. I got to set this up. I got to hit play over here. Do we have a phone line? Yeah. Open well, for touch him? Hang on. I got touch screen. I got to, I got to go. I got to put on my virtual and go into the. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. It's we. That's all you're doing is we. It's we. Here we go. Coach X. How can the third round be the original round of the playoffs? If there's still one more round before you're the regional champion. Like, I keep hearing this round is the state quarterfinals, and the last round was the regional round, yet we're still in the region and have no champion of said region until this game is over. So be happy you're playing the regional championship, and don't try to do what Joe Dirt did and church it up by putting an E on the end of his name. Live by Joe's motto. Life's a garden. Dig it. Make it work. On with the picks. Oh, and piss off Grant one more time and play my music. Listen. X-Go, give it to you. I'm not as scared of him as I was. Yeah, I never, you know, we've talked to him before, and I know he's used a voice modifier, and he said this time he was calling in all natural. Mm-hmm. I can see why his punt and shoot offense isn't working. If you're the left guard, are you going to really trust that voice whenever he's trying to tell you to run? You know, oh, the problem is with his punt and shoot when they're punting, he's trying to run traps. <laughs> his guards are pulling. Don't need to do that, man. <laughs> oh, that's why every team he plays breaks their punt block record for every game. <laughs> no run to run. Uh, need to run the influence on that. Oh, you can tell us the last show, and also you can tell that we might have found something on the board that we didn't know we had. I mean, we knew we had it, but I hadn't really played around, and we accidentally found some cool stuff uh, in the three A show. But let's get into it. Class four A Division one. That's what we're doing here. We're going to start in Region one. You know, we've got two teams we kind of felt would be here. Brownwood 12 and 1 versus Decatur 9 and 4. This game is Friday, Waco's McLean Stadium. How Texas is that that the Region 1 championship game is being played firmly in Region 3? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what do you think about this game? Uh, man, Brownwood 12 and 1, Decatur 9 and 4. 
Brownwood heavy just relies heavily on I call. Yeah. A quarterback. Uh, they found a really good receiver in Carson No, though, that kind of stretches the field for him a little bit. Yeah, he had a couple touchdowns find, in the last game. Yeah. Um, if they can find a running game to really complement uh, No and Hall, I think they have a really good chance. The problem is I don't – and this defense for Brownwood, though, was very good when we saw them against Stephenville, remember? Yeah, even before uh, the quarterback got hurt, they were, yeah, they were playing they, really they good. They were pretty salty. Yeah. The thing is, I think this Decatur offense might be a better offense than what Stephenville's was with Nate Palmer, Landon Phelps at quarterback, and Antoine Gilbreth at uh, receiver. I think Decatur wins this ballgame, but it is by slimmest margins of three to – Maybe seven points. Yeah, Nate Palmer last week, 224 yards, five touchdowns. The team ran. He's a special running back. Oh, yeah, and the team ran for 331 yards. Brownsville defense, though, last week, a team Brownsville. high. Wow. I mean, Brownsville, Brownsville. That's what I wrote on my notes. That government. Brownwood's defense last week against Springtown. You know, they jumped out to a 20 to 7 lead. Mm-hmm. Springtown made it 20 to 17. It felt like it, they were in it. And then they started, uh, Brownwood started creating turnovers and they got four turnovers. That was the difference. And, and if they're going to beat Decatur, they've got to do the same thing. Yeah. I don't think they can beat Decatur in a clean game for Decatur. I, I think if you're going to win, if you're Brownville, uh, Brownwood, you've got to win with Decatur coughing the ball up. And I just don't Unless think they, they will. Unless they find a running game outside of I mean, of at I this call, point, if you haven't and found I call, it. though, I call is one special dude. Oh, yeah, they he can, can do it on both sides of the ball. So, Decatur's not out of the And Decatur's going to give up points. I mean, they've done it all yeah. year. They're going to give up points. And, and um, but at the end of the day, man, I mean, the, the teams that Decatur have given up points to have been really, really good offenses. I, I just feel like Decatur is a little bit more. And I'm not saying Brownwood played a weak schedule. Please don't take that. Sometimes people take what we say and flip Decatur's it on Decatur's played a very tough schedule. Yeah, no, I'm saying don't. I, I, that's what I was trying to say. I think Decatur's played a tougher schedule. I'm not saying Brownwood hasn't played a tough schedule. I just think Decatur's schedule from top to bottom has, yeah. has been just way tougher uh, and you know, now you can make the case that their playoff run maybe hasn't been it, it broke well, or they got Dumas Andrews and then Estacada, you know, I, I went with them last week. I thought maybe they had figured it out, but they didn't. Well, um, when you're one of the two classes in this region, everything's going to seem like an easy round. That's but a good really, point. I mean, that's a really good point. You know, Brownwood and Decatur who couldn't see it coming. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's see what coach X has to say. Springtown got the wood taken to them last week, which is cool because like on Beavis and Butthead, Beavis would say boing for wood. Beavis laughed. (laughs) Man, the 90s were awesome. Chili Bowl haircuts, Zach Morris style, Kelly Kapowski walking in her jeans and Brownwood winning games. Just like now, except there is no Zach and Kelly anymore. Although Zach is in that show where he kidnapped a girl and now she gets him back by kidnapping him. What what, what show is that? What, What? What? You got to remind me when you're going to talk there. Uh, yeah, he's on this new show where he, he's like, he kidnaps a girl, but he's kidnapping her for for reasons to save her. But that's the whole, it's actually a really, I've seen the first two episodes. It's actually really, really good. Although Zach, oh, if you know who kidnapped, you just call the police. End of show. Lions win. Why did he say it's surprising? He was he surprised himself right there that he thinks the Lions are going to win. So he's got Brownwood. We both have Decatur. Uh, we think Decatur will take on the winner of Stephenville 11-2 and 12-1 and over at North Ritson Hills Fine Arts 
facility in Birdville. Great place. Great place. Great place. To watch Maybe the, to me the best place right now going to DFW outside of the couple of the regulars. Yeah. So it is. Um, man, Stephenville in a dogfight against Salina last week, a defensive dogfight. Uh, if there was ever a question, and there was a question about Stephenville's defense At earlier times. in the year, yeah. right? Uh, they answered the bell. Can, can I pat myself on the back? It wasn't a 20 point win, but I specifically said that Stephenville would win with ease. But you said <laughs> it wasn't with ease. Yeah, I said Stephenville would win by 21 points. Yeah, what was the score? Seven to three. But my point, <laughs> but my whole point was I ended it with I don't think Salina will be able to to move the ball on Stephenville. And they weren't. I mean, that's oh, okay. Okay. Um, but it wasn't 21. Well, no, but I mean, it was still, it was seven to three. My point was that Stephenville wasn't going to get scored a bunch, like everybody was saying, like, because they were talking about, oh, Salina's running game. And I felt, I felt Stephenville had played better offenses and played well. By the way, uh, I still don't, I mean, I pat you on the back for saying Stephenville will win, but it was, it did call 21. But if it would have been 48 to 47, I, I would say, okay. But I specifically said the reason I thought they would win that bass because I didn't think Stalina would be able to score on them. I got you. you uh, but you I want to get that. I want to give credit to sophomore linebacker Hudson Bucci. He had 23 tackles, 17 solo tackles. Wow. Now, I know coaches, sometimes you get those weird tackles where if the guy just kind of falls near the pile. But when usually when a coach says it's a solo tackle, there's a that's a pretty good thing he also forced a fumble and had a sack and salina did move the ball at times they just they got in the red zone and stevenville's defense and we saw that with brownwood mm -hmm. stevenville's defense man when you get when, when they you get, have to yeah when stevenville's defense have to has to they bow up yes that's every that's a time great way to put it very good situation now in, in in saying that anna Wow. Jacob Emmers last week went off 160 yards, uh, just absolutely dominated uh, Panther Creek uh, through the air, and they needed every point. In the last two minutes, these two teams traded touchdowns. Panther Creek went up. It was looked like they were going to win 38 to 35, and then uh, Anna goes right down the field and scores with a couple minutes left to win 42 to 38. This is going to be the best offense that Stephenville's played, and Stephenville's played some great offenses. Yeah, they have. DeAndre Williams, at quarterback, has just been lights out for Anna, and then he's got two really good uh, receivers, Sean Steens and Ronald Bell, who really stretch the field. Right, well, Emmers. When, I mean, Emmers is their stud. Well, yeah, he, he is, but I'm just adding on. Oh, yeah, okay, I got, you, I got you, I got you, I got you. But when you've got the whole defense having to turn their back, or at least that, uh, exterior in the back end of the defense having to turn their back on the line of scrimmage to cover these guys. DeAndre Williams just guts you. Well, and this is and that's the problem that Stephenville's going to have. Now I know Stephenville's, uh, you know, uh, Ryan Gafford quarterback has been great all year with Tristan Gentry at quarterback or receiver, mm -hmm. Tate Mariska at running back, and I, I think Stephenville's only really shot to shorten the game is with Tate Mariska here. And we don't, you know, he's because been banged up to, all year too. Yeah, he has, but they've got to shorten the game. I agree. I, I totally agree. And, you know, we talked about this in, in the 2A show with, with Toller. You know, Peyton Brown missed a lot of the season, and it forced them to find other people. Jacob Emmers missed a lot of the season. It forced them to find other people. And then when he gets it reinserted in the offense, it's like the, it's it's an extra beat. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I think you saw that last week. I was watching some of it's the – It's like C.D. Lamb being out for yes, the Cowboys, right? and you figure out other people, and then when you put him back in, he's just – he adds it. And I was watching some of that film, and there were a couple of those plays. 
Emmers was wide open on broken coverages that I don't think that that would have happened if he had been there all year long and he was their main focal point on offense. I just, mm-hmm. I, I love what Stephenville's done. I would love to say Stephenville versus Brownwood. I think we all would love that. The biggest, one of the biggest rivalries actually meeting in the playoffs. But at the end of the day, Decatur and Anna, in my opinion, are just, just yeah. a little bit. But I do think both of these games are extremely close, extremely exciting, and, and definitely most likely comes down to both of them being one possession games. Yeah, so you and I both have it, uh, Anna versus Decatur in the uh, state semifinals. What does Coach X say? Well, hang on. I got to pull his stuff up. We're having some technical issues here. Hang on. Let me go back to the virtual world. And we... I just... What? Uh, uh, Coach X, almost... I accidentally hit his play record. Hang on. Here we go. So so listen here one time after night at... City limits. I met a girl named Anna, and man, that was a good night. I white smoked my tires to get her attention, and it also attracted the attention of Erith County Sheriff Matt Coates. He said, hey, Coach X, what the hell are you doing on my streets? We don't take kindly to that kind of behavior here. I pointed to Anna, and he said, say no more. Get it, get it. Give me the jackets in this one. Do you think Coach X was the uh, Camaro and White Snake guy? I think that's what he. I think that's what he was pretending as he was driving a '78 Ford Pinto. That if he got rear-ended too hard, and he did love. He does love to get rear-ended hard. It'd blow up on him. I don't know about that. I'm just saying it, man. You know, so you know, whatever. You know, tell us. Wait, what? Why are you turning this on me? I'm not turning anything wow, on dude. you. Wow, dude. Like you I, thought, I thought, that, he you know, likes I thought to get this year. Rear-ended. No, no, no. I didn't know anything I, about that. I thought that. this year we had some solidarity. It was like me and you against Coach X finally when y'all have kind of picked on me for the last couple of years after he picked on you. And here you go. You 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 kowtow to him so much. Between him and the playoff tree, I don't even feel like I exist anymore in your eyes. All right, let's go to Region 3. We got Kilgore 12-1, and one, Chapel Hill 11-2, and two, Friday 7 p.m. at Longview's Lobo Stadium a rematch of the District 9-4-A uh, matchup that saw Kilgore thump Chapel Hill. All right, we saw Kilgore versus Needville. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, great game. I, I, the score ended up being 35-14, but Kilgore pulled away in the, in the second half. In, in that first half, you know, Needville gave them everything they could handle, and, and you could kind of see, though, that the depth of Kilgore was wearing them down. In fact, I mean, Kilgore lost their quarterback. Now, supposedly he could have gone back in if kind he of needed. a hip pointer. Yeah, we saw him. I don't know if he could have gone back in. Some people are saying that he looked. He pretty, might have he, been. We he was in pain. Him. He was in pain the first uh, in the third uh, second quarter. Yeah, in the third quarter when he came back, he was walking fine. He was in yeah, but in pads. But I, I think kept, it would be fine. But let's just assume he's not there. Okay. That backup quarterback, and I can't remember his name, number 11. Yeah, sophomore, came in and played beautifully. And you know why he played beautifully? Because he has a great offensive line in front of him that has some grown-ass men in front of him. He made one mistake, and I think that that was more of an – and we're not knocking a coach – I think that was more of they went to the well one too many times on he, he he's got he's, that one interception yeah, yeah. and they they kind of used that little quick hitch a few times and you know good job by Needville they kind of snuck the the corners up and the corners up and so they they you know classic you know rookie mistake he shouldn't have thrown it when he threw it uh, but other than that that touchdown throw that he had uh, of that little dropped it over the receivers he's going yeah. into that corner of the end zone. I, I, senior quarterbacks can't make that. Their, their passing game for the future, Kilgore's good. Oh, yeah. He, and he's going to be special. And they can pound the rock. And that's what they did to beat this Needville team. You know, Needville wants to pound the rock and then get the Sweeney kid 
out on the edges from the quarterback, the dual threat quarterback. And he got one in the second quarter. He got one in the second quarter, but this Kilgore defense limited everything that they wanted to do for the most part. Well, right? and Kilgore I, right now is starting to look like a state finalist to me. I wonder if, you know, we were wondering in the second half what happened. I wonder if Deshaun Burton might have got beaten up because he was having his way in the first half. He had 108 yards on the game, and, and I, I bet 85 of that came in the first half. Yeah. But in the second half, they just weren't going to him. And I just wonder if maybe he was beat up or maybe they were just trying to. But either maybe way. Maybe so, but uh, I, I, I don't think Deshaun Burton was going to beat Kilgore even in the first half. I never thought Deshaun Burton I mean, was 14-14. Well, I know, but I was looking at this. And, and and I saw Needville running Burton, mm-hmm. and Burton was getting positive yards, but there was nothing that told me that Burton was going to be able to beat this Kilgore defense with Kilgore being able to move the ball like they could on offense. Maybe, I, I maybe. just I just never thought that. I get that. I get that totally. Yeah, I, I just so I just I wonder what happened that, in the second half. Yeah, That's maybe all. maybe they just think thought they needed um, you know bigger plays because they did. They did need, need bigger plays. I don't know. I just, I mean, you go into half tide. I'd feel like, hey, we're, we're having success. Let's keep doing the same thing. But anyway, Kilgore advances. They take on Chapel Hill, who had a huge win. I mean, I know all wins at this point are huge. But I think I think Iowa Colony had replaced Chapel Hill as the, you know, Chapel Hill was the region favorite going I in. I Iowa Colony. I did too. I did too. I, and I think they had become the, the 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 hot new team. And some of it, or a lot of it, deserved it. And also Chapel Hill this year, we talked about it. I talked about it with NETSN Brett on the 9-4-A show. By the way, that'll be up. Uh, we're going to record that tomorrow for this week. You know, Chapel Hill, I don't think has really progressed as a team. I think they're about where they were last year. The thing is, is that's good enough to get them where they are this year. Well, they might have started progressing here in the playoffs. So I think that was Good a point. huge win over Iowa Colony. I, I think they went in firmly as an underdog against Iowa Colony. I really do. Um, oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, especially what Iowa Colony did to Lindale. And look at what Lindale did to Chapel Hill. Yep. You had to think that uh, Iowa Colony would – at least beat Chapel Hill by seven to 14 points. Yep. Did not happen. Chapel Hill pulls away. The athleticism of Chapel Hill just out athletes, I will park or I will call it. And you know what they did? It's, you know, we think in our mind, a Chapel Hill, we think of high flying. I mean, run the ball, but you think of big plays and big plays and big plays. And what they did against Iowa Colony is they grounded them down yeah. 50 rushing yards for 338 yards. 50 for 338 yards. You had Brisbane, the quarterback, have his normal 194. Ricky Stewart, 118. But Jabo Cook, six carries, 71 yards. I mean, this is that when they play like this, and Brisbane threw for only 98 yards, but he had two touchdowns. When they play like this, turnover free. You don't make a lot of mistakes. You control the line of scrimmage. I will still contend that it's going to be hard for any team in this division to beat Chapel Hill. Yeah, much like Dangerfield. Much like in. Dangerfield down there. Yeah, exactly. That's a really good comparison. Yeah, I mean, they're they're mirror images as far as teams. When they don't make mistakes, they're hard to beat. Yeah. And Dangerfield's hard to beat when they don't make mistakes. Chapel Hill, hard to beat n- when they don't make make mistakes now against Kilgore <laughs> that's the issue I don't know if this is a good matchup for Chapel Hill well I, I I think it could be I think they can get the edge on Kilgore right but they don't they 
cannot turn the ball over. Well, for me, yeah, good point. Again, that's what we said. But for me, the issue with Chapel Hill in this game isn't the offense. I do think it's a they perform better than they did against Kilgore in district. But again, I go back to Kilgore's offense can 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 Chapel Hill figure out how not to be ground down by them? Because that's what happened that, in that first game. That and that speaks to the superiority of Kilgore on the interior on both the the offensive line and defensive line. Dude, lines. that's 66 for Kilgore on offense. Uh, a beast of a man. There's three beasts of yes. a man on Kilgore's uh, yep. offensive line. And I, I think Kilgore will own the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball here. Uh, I think it will be closer because I do yeah, think, I think that this Chapel is a Hill really good game. will hopefully come out and play a cleaner game, but I still like Kilgore by seven points. You know what? I'm going to go Chapel Hill. I'm going right. to say they figured it out on offense. The last, I think they were held to 89 rushing yards against Kilgore, but I'm going to say that they don't turn the ball over. I don't know if they stop Kilgore. I don't think – I think the last game was 39-16. I think this is a more of a situation where Chapel Hill scores more. They still give up points. I, I like Chapel Hill to win. And uh, I don't know. This now It's weird because now this feels like it'd be an upset if Chapel Hill won just because of how they both played in the first uh, game, but also how Kilgore's played through the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go Chapel Hill with a little bit of an upset. Hang on, let me get the record button ready and get this phone call. Let me make sure. Here's Coach X, and here's what he has to say. Hey, where are we on the AIDS mascot thing? Terry, are you on that? Bennett High School, home of the AIDS. There ain't no cure for what we've got. Taking on their rivals, Goodwin High School, home of the fighting Gonorrhea. Give them a shot. That would be awesome. Sell tens of tens of tickets to that powerhouse matchup. But we got to find out who the real Bulldogs are on Friday. Kilgore is pretty damn good, but so is Chapel Hill, and they lasted longer than Lindell in the playoffs, so I like them. Give me Chapel Hill. So, Coach, <laughs> what, that was weird. what do you think uh, Playoff Tree has to say? <laughs> no, not right now. I, I don't care. No. I don't care. All right. Playoff Tree, what do you have to say? Well, I mean, Greg didn't care, and you don't care, so why am I even making a pick, you a-holes? Like, I, I don't know. I guess Kilgore, but again, I just want to be wanted. I don't need you dudes to sit here and say you don't want me. I'm just a tree sitting here in front of a stupid-ass banner. <coughs> if you want to hear from me, I want it to be mutual. I want Grant and Terry to both want to hear my input. So I'm taking Kilgore and screw you, Terry. Why do we have so many needy people on this show between Coach Axe, you, and the damn tree? I'm not needy. Son of a bitch. I swear to goodness. All right, let's now go down to the last game in Class 3A or Class 4A Division One. Hey, this is one we all picked out, right? San Antonio Davenport, 10 and 3 versus Port Lavaca, Calhoun, 9 and 4. <laughs> I don't think we. Now, I did pick Davenport versus Bernie in the region championship. I did get one of those right. Uh, but I anyway. did too. No, I'm serious. In the non, in no, the, I uh, did too. Big I'm show. pretty sure. Go uh, check the tape. What do you think about this game? <laughs> Go um, check the tape. Yeah. So look, uh, Calhoun, Jace Campos, Derek Salinas, both at running back, have been tearing it up. Right. Uh, the thing about Davenport, though, is they've got a really good quarterback, Tristan Hamlin, that I don't think this uh, Calhoun defense can handle. Yeah, I agree. I, I, you know, look, Port Lavaca is going to try to slow them down with their slot and they're going to grind them out. 
and Davenport's a big team with a lot of depth. I don't know if you can do that with him. And we talked about that was part of why we thought they were going to be really good again last. You know, last year was their first year. They went ten and two. They returned yeah. everybody, of course. And Barrett Fallon at running back mm-hmm. has kind of been given some defenses fits. Yeah, uh, and I just I, at the end of the day, when you know, and now I will say this. You're going to score on Davenport. They're not a defensive powerhouse. And, and you know, Calhoun's Le- giving up some points too. <clears throat> exactly. Though. And I was about to say, so th- I, this is going to be a high scoring game. And, and to be honest with you, I'm not going to pretend like I've watched a ton of film on this. I saw some of the Davenport Lavernia game. I saw some of the Davenport Beville Jones game, but that game got out of hand so much. It was hard to really get anything. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Wolves. I just think they're going to out depth and out athlete the Sand Crabs. So I do think this will be a high scoring close game. Yeah, me too. All right, let me try to see what Coach X has to say. If he did, did he say that? Yeah, he did. Okay. Hard not to pick a San Antonio school because the city's relevance in the history of the greatest state in the world. But Port Lavaca are the Sand Crabs, and that's a kick ass mascot. Hey, what are the girls' teams called? Are they called the Lady Crabs? Because that doesn't sound good. I think any San Antonio school should have to be the defenders or the freedom fighters or the Crockets or the Bowie Knives. How about the 18-pound cannons? Badass. I think the Crabs win this game, though, and they get romped on by Chapel Hill. All right. So he thinks that he's the only one going with Port Lavaca. All right. That is Class 4A Division 1. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to do it all again for Class 4A Division 2. So help me God. L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. So like and subscribe and check us out. Are you an athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that check them out online sidesign.net and hey if you're a parent or a grandparent they've got something for you as well as si design is the leading provider of custom sports prints they offer a variety of products including posters banners canvases and more all you have to do is upload your high quality studio or action shot and si design will create the memory for you for more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that's sideline to sideline. Light in the camera, knock the camera over. It's the last uh, show of the night. That's usually what happens. Hey, could you move that light over back towards you a little, please? Thank you, sir. And he, hey, you knocked the camera back perfect. Good job. I know you didn't try Thank to you. do that, but that Thank was you. actually pretty dang awesome, right? Actually, I meant to do that. You rim shot it and you did it perfect. You, the old, you remember the uh, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, McDonald's commercials, nothing but net, and they do all the crazy shots. You remember that? I guess nope. you don't. I, I guess. Anyway. All right, we did Class 4A Division who, 1. Who are these people you speak of? Well, we were talking about I don't, age I don't know. earlier. I so. just generally don't talk 
basketball during football? You have been to a Mav game. You, in fact, you pleaded I, for tree love because you went to the mass to the Mav right. game and got no response from him. Yeah, so. he did. He talked to you. That's how did he? That's how he ended up on the trip, dude. I anyway, okay, no, he kept <laughs> on the trip because you begged him to go on the trip. I did not. I'll pack you, you in did. your tree bag. You and did, and you can sleep with me. You said that. Okay. The reason he slept with me is because he he said you didn't snuggle with him in the first night and he was uncomfortable. Yeah. All right. Well, then he woke up. What did he say? Flocked. I don't even know what the hell that means. A flock tree, like white all over it. I've never heard that term. How do you know? How that? do you not know what a flocked Christmas tree is? Because I've never flocked one. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, you have a lot of living to do. I never want to flock a tree. I feel like that's some things you don't do in life. And one of them is flock a tree or touch a deer's butt. Just saying. All right, let's go to Region 1, 4A Division 2 as we start things off. Canyon West Plains 12-1 and versus Glen Rose 9-4. and This game is 6 p.m. Friday, Wichita Falls Memorial Stadium. You know, you and I have talked about it all year, man. We felt at the end of the day, West Plains was going to come through this. I do feel that Glen Rose, man, usually they're a team, you know, last year, 12 and 2, senior laden class, probably should have beat Carthage. That's going to be one of those what ifs of all time right there. Oh, um, boy. Yeah. I mean, I, and I know they feel, but give them credit. This is a young team. They only returned two offensive starters and four defensive starters. And I know some of it is. The region has not been the strongest in 4A Division II, but it doesn't matter. They're here. Uh, big win over Seminole last week. I, all, after saying all that, I, I just still feel West Plains is the best team in this region. I really do, too. I mean, King Talent, a receiver for uh, for West Plains, has been – if there was a Heisman in 4A Division II, yeah. would King Talent maybe not be on the – first five because he does everything for them he plays offense he plays defense return game i mean he, he is just one of those guys that one of the reasons why we love this level of sport or this level of football get these guys like that that can just do everything for you um and and he's not even the only one that's the thing about this team as great as he is I, and, and i already hernandez at running back yes i was about to say as much as you want to say well they they rely on King talent and they do. He's great. But, you know, you look at Reed making it quarterback Hernandez at running back 1800 yards, 26, 26. I didn't even realize that earlier. Uh, that, that's just amazing. Talent on the day year has 879 rushing 300. Yard, I mean, 879 receiving 300 yards rushing. Reed Macon has just blown it up. A sophomore quarterback, has thrown for 3,000 yards, 35 touchdowns, but this is the most important, only five interceptions. Yeah, You don't see even great sophomores, even in today's era of football, where we all talk about, I think it's easier for quarterbacks. I don't mean as a knock on quarterbacks. For a sophomore to only have five interceptions, that, that's just amazing right there. He's not a sophomore anymore. He's about a junior in playing level. Yeah, I like West Plains too, but I will say this. This West Plains defense, better be on par because oh, I think it's Evans, a high scoring game. Oh yeah. Kenyon Evans at, at quarterback for uh, Glenn Rose has ridiculous stats. I mean, and then he's got really good receivers and Camden uh, Raymond and Josh Gronig. I, I, I just think this, uh, this Glenn Rose offense can move the ball on just about anybody in region one. And they have, uh, but I think Canyon West Plains is going to 
eke out the win here by like four to seven points. I think this is a high scoring game because both teams have struggled defensively. Um, as you're talking about, I think West Plains has a little bit better defense. I do too. You talk about Kevin Canyon Evans thrown for 13. Now look out for Glenn Rose next year. Oh yeah. And Evans is a junior. He's thrown for 3,800 yards, 42 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Uh, running wise, they're built where they've got four different guys they can uh, give the ball to. And they, they run to show. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or the yeah. old saying is you, you drive for show, you put for dough. They run for show. They throw for dough. Uh, they're receiving. <clears throat> uh, they've got a 1,300-yard receiver, a 970-yard receiver, and a 640-yard receiver. So both of these teams can score whenever they need to. Both of these teams, well, I, I say Canyon has struggled defensively, but when you really pull back the numbers, they really haven't. Estacado scored 34. Estacado could score on people. Yeah. Uh, Seminole scored 23. Uh, everybody else has been held under. I mean, the, the, and, you know, and again, one of the big knocks was how good this district was, but hell, Seminole played the last week. So, you know, yeah. I, I just think that, I just think Canyon's just a better all around team, an older team. And we, we don't talk about that enough a lot, but you know, old, the difference between a 17 year old senior and a 15 year old sophomore might only be two years in the calendars, but that's a completely different level genetically oh, and through, you know, absolutely. all that stuff. All so right. we both have West Plains winning this game. Yeah, we both have West Plains winning this game. Let's see what Coach X has to say. What a letdown here in Region 1. We've had Seminole, Monahans, Estacada, Paladuro, and we get the Region 1 finals, and it's Canyon West Plains versus Glen Rose. I feel like Glen Rose should be followed by the prices right side when someone overbids. Dun, 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 wah. Glenn Rose just sounds like the guy that got picked a lot on a lot in high school. Hey, Glenn Rose, give me your lunch money. But now Glenn Rose has had enough, and he's taking his revenge. Coming to Memorial Friday, Memorial Stadium this Friday, Mark Wahlberg is Glenn Rose, but West Plains wins. All right, I guess. Uh, that makes no sense. All so right. he has West Plains, too. Somehow, yeah, and all that roundabout, he has West Plains. All right, let's go. I, to- I wonder what playoff tree would have to say. What do you think? Never, never showed you about this. Okay, playoff tree. What do you have to say? Well, Terry, after you touching me down the road, and Coach X being just well, Coach X. (laughs) Oh my God, the nights we had together. I really think that West Plains is gonna beat Glen Rose, even though. The times that Coach Annette and I spent together at Charlton, at Bullwinkles, in that back bathroom, <laughs> where he promised me to take me to Denny's, and then I did the deed, and then he just dropped me off and went home to the dorms and left me standing there at Denny's on the sidewalk. I'll never forget him. Give me West Plains, but Coach X, I hope you choke on a German sausage. I'm gonna go, and I'm going away until the next round. I can't help it. I will not be on the show until next week. Bye. Thank God. All right. Let's try to go to Region 2. We've got Gilbert. Denny's t- and Coach I mean, that does weird. track. That does track. All of that makes sense. Gilmer, 10 and 3 versus. I didn't even know there was a Denny's in Stephenville. That's a weird thing. Well, back in the day, I think there was a Denny's everywhere. And that's back when you could find Maybe it. Maybe in Mineral Wells. but I think Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Can we go to Region 2? Yeah. 
Okay. Gilbert, 10-3 versus Carthage, 13-0. Friday, 7 p.m., Tyler's Rose Stadium. Okay. Uh, we'll talk a little. We don't usually talk about the games last week other than just to mention them, but Carthage-Pleasant Grove turned out to be the epic game we all thought it was going to be. Yeah. It looked like Glen Rose – or Glen Rose. It looked like Pleasant Grove was, you know, not in control, but there for a minute it felt like they were about to to be able to pull it off. But you you always say it. <clears throat> When you play a team like Car or Carthage in this era, you got to be 14-0 before you even start because they're going to find Make that 21. Yeah, now, they're going to the find way. points when they need to and they found them at the end and just they did what great teams do and they pulled it out when it all not wasn't quite all was lost, but it felt like going into that fourth quarter that Pleasant Grove was in control of that game. Yeah, and I hear a lot of things about um officiating and whatnot i don't know i haven't not gone back and watched that game i actually should have watched it before it came on air but i'm gonna watch it tomorrow night um but it 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 sounds like carthage um maybe got a couple of call i don't know it just sounds like from what i hear i don't know that being said i think carthage is still the team to beat here in this region kj edwards brandon manning Mikhail Fields, Jet Surratt at quarterback. I think Surratt will figure it out, is figuring it out. The defensive line for Carthage, I'm sorry, Gilmer is going to be hard-pressed to be able to run the football with Will Henderson. Will Henderson will get a couple of long ones, right? Yeah, I, I think we just know that. But the defensive line for Carthage will pretty much snuff them out other – than a couple of big plays. So I like Carthage yeah. in this one by 14, 21 points. Yeah. I mean, when you've got injuries like Carthage had in that game and some turnovers forced you to go to some different backs and you have a sophomore scoring your two big touchdowns when you need, and that just shows you why Carthage is Carthage. Yeah. Look, Gilmer, I think Gilmer's ahead of schedule this year. Uh, this was a team that last year was 11 and one and kind of lost a good, you know, Rohan Fluin, maybe one of the best secondary guys we've seen in our time covering this game. Yeah. But also Ashton Haynes and Braylon Ward and those. And, and this team with Caden Tennyson just kind of kept on kept keeping on. Well, next year, Gilmer is going to be a defensive juggernaut. Yeah. They and, are going to make leaps and bounds, uh, just progress on the defense side of the ball. And Gilmer next year will be tough to score on. The, the issue that you have when you play a Carthage, other than everything, is <laughs> yeah, name them. Yeah, but, but we the, don't have all night. But the but main one them. is is like a lot of teams after playing that should have been state championship, as people say, and it being that classic, you might have a letdown the next week. That doesn't happen with Carthage, and especially against no. Gilmer. They have all the the rivalry with Gilmer, and, and look, I, I I hate to say it this way, but I, Carthage. We'll name their own score in this one, unfortunately. I don't think it'll be close. Yeah. I, I just I just don't think it's a good matchup. And it's never a good matchup when you're playing them. So I, I don't mean that to offend any Gilmore fans, but I'm just we're calling it like we see it. All right, let's see what Coach X has to say. Hey, Division Two State Championship was last week when Carthage beat PG. Sorry, thanks for playing. See you next year. In fact, if you want to take the next two years off and just work on baseball and basketball, then that would be acceptable too. Carthage wins by 28. Okay. I agree with everything he said, except for maybe that the state division championship was last week because in region three, we've got Belleville 13 and 0 playing Jasper nine and four. This game is at Shenandoah's Wood Forest Bank Stadium, 730 Friday. 
all jokes aside about apparently when we go to a Belleville game in the playoffs, they just whip ass because they, I, I will tell you this. We have seen teams in a, in a situation like that fold. We have seen teams, no moss. Silsby didn't do any of that. Silsby was playing as hard as they could play. Silsby has a lot of studs. Silsby is a great football team. And Belleville just absolutely mashed them from play one. That defensive line for Belleville did anything they wanted. Silsby never had good field position, never. And that's where the game was won is Belleville constantly had them with their back against their own goal line. In fact, they had a safety or was it not? Oh no, it is a safety. Oh no, it it's not three times. Change three times. Basically yeah. whenever he talked to one coach, he would change it. Go talk to the other coach and change it back. But other than that, I mean, Jesus, dude, this Belleville defensive line is one of the best defensive lines I've seen in this class. Yeah, me too, in all times. I mean, DJ Sanders, defensive end, defensive tackle, he can, he can play him as a one technique if they move into a different front. Um, at all times, Belleville, if they're not getting complete like penetration, they're pushing a guy at least a, a, a deep a offensive lineman, at least half a yard into the backfield. If they're not pushing them three yards back and, 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 and that stretches every play out yep. and no quarterback, no running back, no receiver, no nothing has a chance to actually get into a play because they disrupt everything. Every snap, every snap is a disruption with this Belleville defense, exactly. this Belleville defense is special. And we're not even talking about the offense with D.D. Murray, Corian Hood, Sam Renicki. I mean, these guys can get the edge in a second. Well, it doesn't matter how fast your defensive is because your defense can be the fastest defense known to man, and they are still getting the edge because they have everything sealed off and set in the edge really quick, that offensive line. And I want to go back to the defensive line just for a minute because this isn't a Silsby team that had offensive line issues. This was no, a good Silsby no. offensive line. It's a darn good Silsby yeah, team. And, you know this, this. You know, and we complained about West Orange Stark, and we felt that they once the hitting, they just didn't want to be there. Silsby, it wasn't like that. I mean, Silsby was trying. It's just Belleville just outmatched them to the point where now, if they played that game ten times, I think Belleville wins it nine out of ten, maybe even ten out of ten. I think ten out of ten. And that's right why I'm going to go back I mean, to you can't you cannot put an offense on the field against a, a, a Belleville defense and expect to have, no matter how talented you are, to have any any positive plays more than five positive plays in the whole game. Yep. And and I'm not saying they're going to beat Carthage if it gets there, but I just now feel that there are, is a true contender. Well, that is an epic matchup. Right if it there. happens, because Hey, Jasper shut down Quero's offense last week, 28 to seven. Very, I'm not, I'm not surprised that Jasper won. We both went, we're not, we might've went Jasper. I am surprised that no, they I held that Quero. I, I think I we might've went. Both went Quero, but I, I, I was impressed that they held that Natero offense to just seven points. Natero is Mason Natero. The quarterback for Quero. Great quarterback. Yes. Dual threat quarterback by Ty Anthony Smith though, for Jasper, the linebacker. And he can get Belleville some problems. Ate his lunch. He can get yeah. He can give Belleville some problems, maybe. I don't know. I just don't. Ja I don't know if Jasper can move the ball consistently enough on Belleville. That's going to be no. where, to me, Belleville wins this game again. And I still think Belleville gets the edge against this Jasper defense just enough 
I still think Belleville wins by three touchdowns. And I mean, I'm, that's how good this Belleville team is. I'm calling it now. There is going to be some moment in this game, the semifinals or state, if Belleville gets to it, where that quarterback is going to finally keep it <laughs> because you and I have now seen it on film. We've seen it live twice. Nobody respects him because he never keeps the ball. And it, would that not be the most thing to do against Carthage on third a third and one, fourth and yeah, one? You're, you're, yeah, you're, you're needing a score with a minute left. And, you be, and by the way, he's great at – at the handling of the pack play because they're, they're doing the old school slot to you where it's left, right. And the ball has, at least when we've seen it's not hit the ground. Yeah. I mean, he does a good job of that, that offensive line. Somebody on Smokey was saying that they have a small offensive line. I, I think you've gotten used to only seeing the good teams. Belleville is not, I, I know their guard is listed at 220 or whatever, but Belleville's not a small offensive line, no. especially and for 4A Division two. And they move great. And they move with precision team. in that slot. Team. I mean, oh, guard, yeah. it's, it's yeah. in sync. It's, it's, I'm telling you, it's athletic. beautiful. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, it's just beautiful football, man. Yeah. All right, let's see what Coach X has to say. Good Lord. I think Belleville just scored on Silsby again. How cool is this game, though? They met in the middle, and they're playing in Shenandoah. We gain a lot of ground if we both give a little. Belleville's going to drop some dings and dongs on this one. They roll into the semifinals. Okay. That was pretty funny, Coach X. I'll give you that. All right, let's go now to the last one of the night. Region 4, Wimberley 13-0 versus Sitton 10-1. This game's Friday. Wow, you sounded like Keith Jackson there. That's why I was trying, That's when I was doing it, do this. All right, cool. 16 years, and you just figured that out. God, nobody listens to me Whoa, on the show. Oh, Nelly. Friday at Van Orme Southwest Legacy Stadium. That's San Antonio. Yes, it is. Um. Hey, congratulations, Sinton. We're glad you're back in the region. Finally, you, last couple of years, you'd struggled in that second and third round. Really nice to see you. Congratulations on the year. Wimberley's going to win this game. And I think yeah. might. I don't, I'm not going to say name their score. I, I think Sinton has a good enough offense. And they have a, I was really impressed with their wide receiver core. We talk about Noah Birdsong on Wimberley, but man, as a complete wide receiver core, Jacoby Jaynes, Colby Hesselstein, Nick Flores, they're all really, really good. This is just a bad matchup for them. Because I'll tell you this, as much as we love Belleville, Belleville-Wimberley to me is a toss-up game. Not to me. Okay. I mean, Belleville wins that game. I think Wimberley wins this game against Sinton, but uh, Belleville wins against Wimberley. I, there's nothing that shows me that Belleville will lose. I just don't know if they're going to be able to move on that offensive line of Wimberley as much as they have everybody else. I don't know. But we're talking about a game that might not happen. Sinton yeah, might yeah, pull we'll, the upset. We'll, you know, Jack might pull the upset. Maybe playoff tree will have a little bit of a – What? opinion on that maybe next week oh next so. week yeah because he said he cried and ran home you're only saying this is actually a a, a uh uh i can't think of the word now a he a, is twinkling black 3d right. model it's not real what do you call that when you put up a picture and it's not real ai no it's a <laughs> hologram thank you thank you thank you very much mr oh, would you like to hear from no, he said he was done for the night. He's oh, done for he? the night. Yeah, okay. That's what he said. I'm just going by what he said. He I said just he don't was... think you like playoff tree. I think playoff tree is a little weird. But anyway. Playoff tree will kill you in his sleep. <laughs> what is Twice. your deal with killing everybody in the sleep tonight? Why are you looking at me? Because you said... said that now three times. No, playoff tree no, said that. No, you yourself have said it. Not just playoff tree. You yourself have no, said it. No, playoff tree said he would climb through your bedroom window and kill you with a buck knife. You're really weird I tonight. didn't 
say that. All he right, did, let's see what and Coach, I'm on your side. Let's see what Coach X has to say about this one. I have never picked against Wimberley except last year when they played Carthage, and I was crazy right on that one. Yet I'm always crazy right on all my picks. Infinitively better than Mike Duggs, dude that works for the Fort Worth Star Telegram. He's talking about Matt Diggs. Not picking against the Texans this week, though. Grant probably is. He's always all about Sinton. Sinton is the best, so much better. Like, what was that? This is supposed uh, to be a recorded call. <laughs> How did that happen? Can Coach X please finish? Sinton is the best, so much better than Carthage. We get it, Grant. You like Sinton. Damn, man. Texans win just like they do in life. Hello, this what? is... Uh... <laughs> what is that now? What is going on with my show? Uh, wait, I think we want to hear from Mrs. Coach X. No, we don't want to hear from Mrs. Coach oh, X. She, I, she what wrote is a scathing thing about him. We'll hear about that next week. What is his deal with you and Sinton, though? I've, I... I don't know. I I, I, mean, like, we love I like Wimberley way over Sinton. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's because I'm trying to retire down to Port uh, Ransas. Oh, that, that actually may be what he's talking about. Yeah, and Rita, one of our big friends, years, is from. We love her. She's from Sinton, one of our biggest fans. Um, I, I don't know, but yeah, you've never been like Sinton, Sinton, Sinton. In fact, no, never. You have, but I haven't. I made so. one home run pick when they went zero and ten and said they'd go unbeaten the next like, year, and they actually did. Nine years in a row. Let's admit, yeah. <laughs> Nine years in a row, I kept saying they'd go undefeated. I mean, in that region where they're at. Okay, maybe two it. years, but not nine. Anyway, that's going to do it for this show. Thank God I've never been so happier to end the show as I have been tonight. This was weird. Do not hey, let keep this up in my ear because playoff tree and I are gonna listen to this. So just, yeah. I gotta we're gonna take a nap. All right, we're gonna take our sponsors. Si uh, <laughs> I mean, you got me so messed up now. SI Design and Printing, Small Town Society, Average Farms, and Jet Boats of Texas. We appreciate all them. We're gonna have some great advertising for the state championship games in a couple of weeks. By the way, if you don't know, we're going to be doing live shows during the 2A, the 3A, and the 4A games. Intern Noe's going to join me for one of those days. We've got a bunch of coaches lined up that are going to join us and talk during the game. So join us there. It'll be on our YouTube channel at L4 Media Company. You can find us on Facebook, Sideline to Sideline. You can also follow us on Twitter at Grant and Terry. Email us, Grant and Terry at S2Sport.com. Until the state semifinals. He's Grant, I'm Terry, and let's meet back here next week on the Class 4A Show, brought to you by SI Design and Printing on L4 Media. It was always a long ride. We ride across state lines, rubbing two nickels, just trying to make a dime. Hard to make a living while the gas so high.